0: Hey there Roy Kent. This is
1: Enyosh. Hey Enyosh, this oh, I was gonna try and do Roy Kent's. No, no, do, voice, it, do, it, do it, you but, had
0: it right, you had it right. Do but it, I can't
1: can. do the accent. This is Roy Kent. You didn't say oi! Oi! Fuck! Fuck! It's Roy fucking Kent! And the reason nice. is because Yeah! Yeah! He's every fucking word, Roy Kent! Roy Kent! Yeah. Yeah. You get awesome. it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a good show. Everyone should watch Ted
0: Lasso yeah the first season especially was just amazing oh man i agree i like the second season a lot too there were i oh i definitely like it a lot i don't think it's like amazing
1: like the first season was but yeah i like it a lot i i think i agree if i had to pick one okay, yeah yeah but yeah, great show. But you
0: know, that's, that's the thing. Like you watch an amazing first season and then like you kind of love the characters. So you're hooked and you keep going and yeah, it's still good.
1: Yeah. I'm really curious what they're going to do with season three. They've got a few directions to take it in. What season I mean, three did that season one now. didn't was it added, some, uh, it added some more characterization for Ted. Yes. Rather than him just being this, you know, unicorn farting rainbow. Um, <laughs> Manic pixie dream dad. Right. Yeah. I,
0: I, yeah. Anyways, we should, we can do an entire episode on this and maybe we will someday. We should. Hell yeah. But in the meantime, we're going to do an episode on what we actually do episodes on. What is that, Stephen?
1: Yeah, this is, uh, it's been a while since we sat down to record our podcast, Not Everything is a Clue, where you and I sit down to talk about Alexander Whale's web serial, Worth the Candle, available on audiobook and ebook near you. And when I was checking the audiobook on Amazon this week, I saw that book two is coming out January 21st. dun dun dun, dun.
0: it's a birthday present for me
1: nice yeah wait isn't your birthday like the first week of jan or june
0: nope it is the summer solstice well usually the
1: summer solstice depends on the year but yeah june 21st that's exciting cool yeah well happy birthday and uh everybody should buy this as a gift to inyash for his birthday or (laughs) maybe send him (laughs) i don't
0: need that many copies of it
1: no no i mean buy it for themselves oh okay yes that would be great because everyone everyone should own a copy
0: they should it's fantastic i plan on buying one well because alexander wales is awesome and uh if you want to support him in different ways he also has a patreon which we link in our show notes but you can also support us on our patreon which is also in the show notes because where else would we
1: put a link to you know what's a drag i just realized hmm. like i think the first one probably came out like three months ago i'm just kind of spitballing mm-hmm. i think it's probably going to be like it'll release the last book like a couple months before we finish doing this podcast which no, means that i, I think- can't I won't be able to do the audiobook listening of the epi- you know of the chapters before doing the podcast,
0: oh, I see as opposed to reading them, yeah,
1: or you know in conjunction with is kind of like my preference, like I'll read it then over the next few days, I'll listen to it or vice versa, okay, yeah, but you know it'll give me it'll give me a good rereading experience, let's put it that way, exactly, oh man, an awesome rereading experience. I'm already excited about this, hell yeah, okay, cool, oh yeah, it's coming through it the second time it's
0: interesting, yeah.
1: No, I, I I bet. (laughs) Um, I, uh, quick couple random notes. Uh, one is related to notes. I finally maybe found a solution to my notes problem. Uh, Apple just keeps giving me the shaft on every books app I can find on whatever system I have. So, um, I finally figured out how to import books into the Google play books app, which is not straightforward. And it has a notes taking thing that, you can save to Google Drive, like automatically. I think it saves them backwards, but it saves them in order. So, uh, cool. We'll see how that shakes out. Get fucked, Apple. He's switching to Android products. Oh my God, it was such a mount. Like even just, but it-, it wasn't even easy getting it set up on Google. And I think I got Elden Ring the first week of May. No, would have been maybe like the first week of uh, April. I don't know. Whatever. And this was harder than Elden Ring. No, no. I bring that up because I beat my first playthrough of it a couple weeks ago. Oh, cool. And I'm not playing it again because I need a break because I put like 178 hours into it, which mapped out to be like a part-time job. And uh, my character was named, of course, Uther Pendrag. Sweet. And straight up, Multiverse of Madness had lots of From Software vibes. It was really cool. Okay, cool. I did see that. So you did finally get to see it? Yes. Awesome. What did you think? I really enjoyed it. If people are sick of the standard Marvel recipe, well, try this. Maybe it'll suit your taste. Hmm.
0: It it felt very much like the standard Marvel recipe to me, though.
1: Well, I wish we could talk
0: spoilers. We can talk spoilers right now, and I'll put it at the end of the episode so anyone who wants to skip can skip. Or only
1: patrons can have to go find it. Whatever you feel like doing with it. Boom. There we go. It's only for patrons now. All right. Take that. Sorry. And there was a line in the pitch meeting that I'll send you that we can put in for, like, the transition so that people who didn't hear this will... uh... We'll hear just that one bit of the pitch meeting.
0: Oh, they're all from things! They sure are, sir. Oh boy, sometimes I recognize thing, and my brain releases fun chemicals. Hell yeah, sir. Hell yeah, I'm familiar with some of the things you said. Fantastic,
1: sir. Alrighty, thanks, uh, for, sh- thanks for indulging.
0: Oh, totally. Thank you, too. That was
1: fun. All right, so back to our regularly scheduled program.
0: Yes, shall we hit up a few things from the
1: audience? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, let's see here. We've got Feeping Creature. What actually irks me about the exclusion nerfing is that June under an explicit main quest to, or excuse me, that June is under an explicit quest to become God. What form exactly is this DM expecting this form to take? How does the DM expect him to do this? If not breaking the game to uh, attain extreme power, what sort of story is he asking for? If not that the DM made the extreme stakes, commanded June to become divinely powerful, then keeps stopping him when he takes steps on the path. <laughs> it's a bit schizophrenic. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, that's
1: a good point. I, I don't know if I would put it that way as somewhat like the last line there anyway. But uh, anyway, for instance, I could imagine something like the DM giving June God points and every forces an exclusion with a preset limit to win. That would make exclusions fun instead of frustrating. Make up your mind on what story you want, DM. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I hear him. I think that's kind of fun. And I hadn't put it that way in my head. That's like, okay, look, you said become God and look what I'm doing. I'm, I'm unstoppable. That said, I do think it's kinda clear what kind of god June's supposed to become. And it's not the kind that can just, you know, Superman through every quest. It's like, no, you're gonna become the architect of the universe. That kind of god, right? Doesn't matter how hard June can punch, he's not gonna become the DM until he attains that level of godhood.
0: That is true, yes. But maybe if he got enough exclusionary like powers, he could like turn the entire world into one big exclusion where he is
1: the thing that drives it. Oh yeah. No, I mean that's that's definitely possible. Why not even like, uh, yeah, he's, he's, I don't know. Some of the exclusions you rewrite reality around to, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like, all right, well now air is my exclusion zone and I can do whatever the fuck I want. So. Right. Yeah. I that sounds like one path to time. victory. Yeah. But the DM is, you know, isn't here just to make June a God. He wants him to, to become a better person along the way. Yes. Yeah.
0: And also to entertain all of us.
1: <laughs> That's right. It's, it's a, it's a tightrope. Yeah.
0: You got a lot of, a lot of balls you're juggling here. Uh, the next comment comes from The One Butcher, who is referring to the Long Stairs. Uh, he says, regarding the Long Stairs, some random American soldier started in level one and was collecting tons and tons of epic loot. Maybe he even got a Tinkerer's Workbench from Terraria to combine Entads. Now all of his healing items have been combined into a ring of complete biology control that allows him to regenerate from a single cell. Of course, when he arrived on Airb, he was immediately excluded. Uther, however, started in level 1000, and the boss's health is so incredibly high that he's still swinging away with this piddly 20,000 damage per second. <laughs> I, I thought that was a great, that- uh, just a great uh, hypothesis.
1: I like it. I think that's fun. Well, then I guess it begs the question of how that jacket would have been recovered, but you know, it could have been blown away in a windstorm just as a you know quest bait for Uther, right? Yeah. Yeah, so the idea that this guy showed up and that... <laughs> The easy end starts on Earth Um, (laughs) Mm. and uh, got here at level 1000 and became a fell seed. I like it. That could be fun. It's a satisfying, fun answer to the question, to the riddle.
0: Uh, Also, from the Discord, the people were disappointed about the fact that we missed a week. But, you know, they took it in stride and they started talking about other stuff, including... um, (laughs) <laughs> combining worlds combining fan fiction uh with harry potter and the methods of rationality and worth the candle and uh someone was saying you know what if uh, worth uh arab was used as therapy for quarrel um which raises the question is june a voldemort <laughs> uh says and has june been split into each of his failings to allow him to grow past each of them maximum slytherin amaryllis depressive grack Strangely fond of violence, June. Someone else also pointed out that the soulless was Valencia. And that the, what was it, did unspeakable dark magics which permanently altered his soul is a Raven.
1: Uh, oh, I suppose, yeah. I guess I was going to say Raven is more subjected to those things. I, I thought falter would be a good stand-in for that. Um, or Heshnel even, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that, that's, uh, that's fun. I kind of really hope that's not where we're going with this, but... Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I wouldn't have brought it up if we were. No. Well, I mean, it would have been great uh double bluff if it, if you if this was where we were going. Mm-hmm. Um That's a you good know, if point. It, if it showed up in organically in the non spoilers channel, then we can still talk about it even if it's the right answer. Um Yes. Yeah. Uh I imagine therapy for Coral would go differently. Um But, you know, I've <laughs> never tried. So, so, read so that, what do I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I had one that I, I thought of like 10 minutes after recorded last week, and I listened to last week's episode last week. Uh, we made that joke about, uh, like, surprised that Wes didn't like Fen because she and him are basically the same person. And I I had this I, my immediate reply, which I'm not sure if he replied in the Discord or not. But I think the obvious answer that he would probably give is, oh, like, Fen and I aren't the same. I'm cool and make good decisions, and she's dumb and doesn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That does us, sound let me, like Wes. Let me know if I'm on the right track. <laughs> nice.
0: All right. Well, shall we get into the text of the
1: of the chapters? I think that sounds like a great opportunity. Can't believe how long this book is. This is. I mean, I know, right? I'm loving it, but that's a lot of chapters. All right. For those who don't remember, when we last left our heroes, June was flying off to knock out an exclusion zone, but fortunately, all of my. I think I went on at length about how worried I was about you know him having to throw away his morals and do all the psychotic stuff. Uh, no, I mean, turns out it was basically all, like all morally white, you know, there's some baddies and he was able to just go take them out, not like exterminate the whole city. One would so, say that it was super easy. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> I mean, they all were, this is actually kind of the theme of part of this, the first half of this chapter. And, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think we put it in the show notes, but everything with the tongue went fine too. Mm-hmm. Like I, that didn't bite us in the ass, even with all the buildup and concern. Like, I figured they were a little concerned, and I, that made me a lot concerned, and no, it went fine. Well, the so, fact that we were told it, it went
0: fine from off-screen, like, I don't know, maybe when they actually come on-screen, we'll see that it isn't quite that fine.
1: It could be. I mean, we we're also told that all these, you know, uh, horror-slaying quests went fine mostly off-screen, right? Uh, yeah, but I have more faith in those actually going fine, because they're done and over with now. That's true. And you got quest quest progress on those, so. Yes. <laughs> we know that that is at least successful.
0: Yeah didn't didn't have a big problem he said that uh he did get some small benefits out of that first one uh he said that uh he had a few upgrades to his physical body thanks to a sympathetic group of resistance fighters and i thought that was interesting because we aren't told what these upgrades are just like a few upgrades to my physical body oh okay what what does that even mean at this point point? and it makes me suspect that we're not gonna see um any more combat of the of the traditional variety? That everything we see from here on out is going to be like manipulation of magics and entads and stuff. Because if he isn't even telling us about what physical changes were made to his body, I don't think there's going to be much physical punching and, and stuff going
1: on anymore. It's possible, you know. We get so few physical descriptions of stuff of people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, June is the whatever generic person, but you know, all I know is that Amaryllis is redheaded and pretty for whatever Mm -hmm. definition of pretty june has um Mm -hmm. you know like if we might get some characters eye colors and stuff and whatever but like i still don't have a great picture of what a lot of these people look like um maybe that's just me but i don't know i i think that you're i think that's a cool reading on that because you're right like we're, we're past that point you know of him like am i gonna be able to punch this guy hard enough um yeah he has a line about like back when we were wee little adventurers and Baron jewel, he had been worried about almond <laughs> and I'm like, Oh mm-hmm. yeah. You know, they were so little back then. And, <laughs> uh, now he's just flying around the planet, just bullet timing in and ripping people in half. Um, they could, they could have just, he could have taken almond out with his eyes closed. Um, uh, yeah. but yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I think that especially since we ended this, uh, reading with him not being Superman anymore, um, uh, well, I think he'll probably have to fight on camera again at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm assuming that's
2: not the
0: end of all physical conflict, or but all all fighting, but not necessarily, like, fighting with punches and shit.
1: Yeah, you're right. Even, like, some of the more recent ones, you know, it's, like, I fought the bloodworms is, like, the description, right? Yeah. Because it's, like, we know what happened. They attacked. I dodged. I cut them. Like, you guys see me do this a 100 times. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. And the story just... I mean, he explicitly says, basic, well, he basically explicitly says that watching Superman win is boring, right? Yeah. And so that's why yeah. we're getting all these in, in drive-by form of like, oh, yeah, then I did this, and it was fine. And then I did that, and that went well, too. mm <laughs> <Like, laughs>
0: In addition to skimming past, like, the upgrades he's getting to his body, like, there was a lesson, apparently, he was supposed to learn in the Fleshsmith that, uh, what was it, Uh, bodies weren't just some inert, neutral hardware that the mind ran on, they were part and parcel of thinking and being itself. And, like, even the lessons that he's supposed to learn from these exclusions are kind of being skipped past. Like, he's sort of checking out of this whole Arab thing. He's like, oh, yep, there was some kind of lesson for
1: me there, but, eh, whatever, I'm not into it anymore. That seems... I think that's a plausible reading. That wasn't mine. Um, What I like about that, what what he says though, is that bodies aren't inert neutral hardware. They were part and parcel of thinking and being itself. Jay Smith talks about that every time we talk about switching to robot bodies Yes, Um, that like, no, there's, there's more to life, like being an alive person than, you know, just your neuro, your neural architecture, your, your entire body's biome is part of that. So I think that's, that's kind of fun. And that's, uh, that seems like a deep rationalist take and not just rationalist, but, uh, you know, uh, philosophical take on that, too. But I think that, uh, you know, June described himself in the first few chapters as like, "Nope, I'm the, you know, if you select a default on character creation screen, right? Mm-hmm. That's not how someone who loves their body would describe themselves. Yeah. Um, so maybe if he'd done this quest earlier, he would, he would have a, he would have had a worthwhile lesson worth learning here. Right. But... Because they, you know, they're getting around to all these late. He's like, oh yeah, that lesson, I'm, I'm past that. I'm already, I've already come to terms with all that stuff, which is really easy because I look great, right? Well, yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure
0: he, he came to terms with it. He just doesn't need that lesson anymore because like now his body is perfect in every way. So what, what do you need to come to terms with, you know?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's at least if it's not perfect, it's great. Um, you know, they, they made some enhancements and so, that's true. uh, He's better now than he was when he got there, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, now he's got two dicks. I mean, so that was going to be one of my jokes. It wasn't necessarily about having two of them, (laughs) but it was just like, you know, just like Amaryllis is cup size. We're not getting descriptions of anything, you know, uh, in the swimsuit area. Right. Mm, Okay. Uh, okay. But like, I feel like he wouldn't have passed the opportunity to make a dick joke if he's like, yeah, for whatever reason, when I left there, my dick was an inch longer. Like that'd be really funny. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> that'd be good
1: <laughs> um yeah i don't know um the oh yeah they get back uh and Grak says because june wants to go straight for Fellseed and grax says no it's foolish we should wait there's more to do across air before we finally embark another level another level would be preferable and then june's just like Grak doesn't want to die he seems to think that we want to make it through Fellseed zone alive and <laughs> he says it like almost dismissively He's like, oh, yeah, this narrator's is worried he'll get savagely killed by the scariest thing on the fucking planet. And it. I don't quite get June's. I don't know if he's just uh, refusing to, like, flinch towards the darkness here or if he is actually as headstrong here as he's pretending to be. You know, that's that's a good
0: reading of it. When I read this, I hadn't assumed that sort of tone. I thought it was more of a, you know, somber kind of explanatory thing. That that Grak is Grack is not coming right out and saying I don't want to die, and I think one of us will. He's making all these other hedgings. Let me translate that out of out of Grakish to you guys. But but your 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 way makes sense too. I don't know how to read it now.
1: I, I part of that might be part of my reading might be informed by what he says later. Like he's uh, he just keeps saying things like Oh no, we're not going to fight him. We're going to sneak past him. And like yeah. he, he really seems to think it's going to be just like a a simple waltz. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you pull out the next thing he said, which, again, doesn't strike me like he's looking at this <laughs> the right way. He says it doesn't matter because Felseed can do
0: anything. If there's always going to be some bullshit, then there's no amount of power we can attain that will make us safe. Therefore, we shouldn't worry about trying to stack up as many buffs and abilities as we possibly can. Uh, basically, like, basically jesus take the wheel kind of thing right this is literally (laughs) in the hands of god (laughs) there's nothing we can do to change the outcome and i mean i guess it it sounds like good reasoning because there is a dm and (laughs) and it's true that he can make the encounter as arbitrarily difficult as he wants to and uh if they get too many buffs he can just up the the hardness of Felseed. like the whole the dm actually exists and is here and is god is really confounding because normally i would think that sounds like the absolute fanaticism like the jesus take the wheel thing but like if god really is there then the only thing that really matters is like would this entertain god would this please god because if so let's go for it and if not eh, maybe we should think twice
1: it's interesting because i you know Part of, and this is this ties back to the exclusion talk from earlier. But you know, part of the DM's goal here is not to be bored, right? Or he just thinks that if June is Superman, he won't learn the lessons he needs to learn, which is probably also true. Uh, mm-hmm. You are right. How the hell do you operate in a universe like that? I don't know. I I wasn't even thinking about it from the terms of like you know, well, we'll we're we're going to live or not because you know, God Himself has set us on this path because that's true, right? Yeah. Um So, I w- but that 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 wrinkle aside, I just wasn't even thinking about that that higher level i was more just thinking like because he, then he's thinking a few times through the last chapters and the, the next couple about like no i need to be a gold mage for Fellseed zone it's like why though if you really are buying this that there's no amount of power you can attain that'll make us safe then like why even bother uh mm-hmm. like i i really need to know what the limits are on or what the what, i don't know what the bounds are on fell ability to cheat yeah. because if if he can just shy surprise and eat them like without, you know, <laughs> without worrying about wards or whatever, then yeah, this whole thing is doomed. Uh, and like you said, there's always going to be some bullshit, uh, no amount of power to make us safe. Um, and uh, it then it says Amaryllis and Grack didn't find this terribly convincing. And I, I don't either. Like it sounds like they should either avoid Felty to all costs, which isn't really an option, or like the case he's making is saying we shouldn't try to prep or buff ourselves at all because it's pointless. We're good yeah. to go now, right? And and that's I mean that's a
0: weird sort of fatalism. Like he didn't have that before. All before they were like, yeah, you know what? Let's get some more items. Let's get buffed up some more. Let's gain some levels, because they knew about felsey since way early. And June's yeah, no, 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 not yet, because we're gonna get our asses stomped. And now it seems, seems like he just totally gave up on that.
1: Yeah, I don't know what is going on with him exactly. Here could be some of the weird rush of being Superman. I don't know. It's not helped by the fact that I haven't read this book in like the better part of a week and a half. So <laughs> I'm kind of forgetting exactly where his headspace was three weeks ago. I think his attitude kind of shifted to this once it became 100% clear that they're 100% going to Fellseed, right? Yeah. I think that he's like, okay, well, if we're 100% doing this, then there's no sense in freaking out about it. We're, we just have to. And there's all this narrative nonsense of like, what, is the story going to build us all up so I can walk in there and get my head cut off? Like, that's not going to happen. Or it will, because we're in a postmodernist story and there's nothing we can do about that either. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, this is what happens when you have a character who's aware that they're in a story and who is smart enough to think about it. Well, oh, and especially have friends who are smart enough to think about it. Um, hmm. I don't know how Amarillo sleeps at night. I guess she doesn't. She pass, passes the sleep off to the Tung so she can stay up all night and <laughs> toss and turn about like how fucked they are because the world's so weird. <laughs> Well, she she just
0: keeps herself busy the whole time. She doesn't toss and turn. She passes yeah, off right. sleep, and then she's like, cool, I don't have to think about stuff because I can stay busy.
1: Yeah, and she's, you know, she'll probably say a few prayers if she's feeling stressed out about that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, no, all-knowing and benevolent DM. I don't think she'd call him benevolent. Like, Definitely she might not. just suck up, but he would see right through that. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine, like, all-knowing he would just, like, give her a headache or something if he called her, if he called him benevolent, or yeah. if she called I mean, him she'd probably,
0: benevolent. She'd probably call him all-knowing and capricious.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's much more appropriate. Yeah. Uh, I'd be like, yeah, I can respect that. Yeah. So he knocks so, off another uh, uh, um, easy off-camera.
0: Yeah, uh, Rove, the Katamari Damachi guy. And he says, as he's thinking about, you know, how he just murdered this old dude with a hoarding problem, it probably would have been possible to leave him alone. Uh, and even, and uh, then he thinks about, like, not just leave him alone, but, Uh, rehabilitate them, maybe? He says, even if I did buy that they were a part of me in some way or another, these exclusion zones, that didn't mean that they deserve to live. And so, like, I agree with him. But but this leaves me unhappy because in real life, like, sure, there's probably some humans whose existence is extremely net negative and uh, maybe they could be rehabilitated. But honestly, I just want this extreme cost that they're imposing on all other people around them to just go away. And if no one is willing to pay like massive personal costs to fix them, then offing them quickly is ideal. Like just get these horrible people that are destroying lives out of the equation entirely. Uh but but you know June is a hero with unlimited power and this is a work of fiction. And so he's supposed to be the, the guy that pays these costs uh and unless something's preventing him from doing so, and rehabilitating these people like he did with the uh, blood God Doris, that was awesome and i I really loved that he did that, and just like him being like, "Eh, you know what, I could rehabilitate this guy, but it's a big pain in the ass, and he doesn't really deserve to live anyway, so fuck it, I'm gonna kill him and take the easy win'm like it's it's so pedestrian of you, dude, like I, I i get that you're
1: fucking tired of all this and want it to be done, but that kind of sucks i I think he might be, I, I don't know. It's interesting because for me, I, I read it like, uh, I mean, so the, the cost that he has to pay is that if he doesn't do what the, the demon in his head says he has to do, then he won't be a gold mage anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. so the, it's not like with, you know, blood, God, Doris, not all it'll take is a few weeks and a lot of work. It's like, no, I also don't get to be Superman. And so I think he's kind of just rationalizing taking the easy road
2: yeah um, that's
1: that's some bullshit he shouldn't do
0: that
2: and
1: no know, i agree. he doesn't
0: know maybe at least make the call of gold say hey uh cash in on this guy's territory real quick or i'm gonna go away so like there's some actual pressure put on him rather than just like eh, fly through his face and call it a day
1: oh i assumed that the call was like go go take care of this guy
0: i mean yeah it did but it didn't He never got to to the point where the Call of Gold was like, no, kill him right now. I want all the money. He just like flew up into the middle of the ball and punched him (laughs) and didn't even bother trying.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it says, have uh, Amaryllis liquidate assets to acquire another 20 pounds of gold and kill Rove while she does that. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't say fight him or go collect the bounty on him. It says go kill him. Now, granted, Eh. maybe if he could say, look, Gold Ghost, I got you the bounty because... I solved the problem, even if I didn't kill him. That yeah. might have worked, but yeah, right. Maybe it is just like uh Also, you know, how cool is it to be Superman and get to kill somebody who might actually deserve it? Um,
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess it's it's cool-ish, but it would have been cooler to to fix to help fix the dude. It would have I mean, been nicer. The- would
1: have been better as a person. Yeah, but I don't. I'm not going to so made a better story.
0: Look at the efforts that DM is going through to rehabilitate June, the murderer, into a, a decent person. He's created this entire false universe for him and is spending years, months, maybe years of time doing all this. And uh, and June can't even be bothered to be like, hey, dude, you okay? D- do you maybe need like a Coke or something?
1: It could be that the Doris thing paid off in a really fun way, right? Mm-hmm. The blue in the bottle thing had this awesome wrinkle that made it different from let's go kill the zombie king, right? Mm -hmm. I think if we had 13 more of those, it would have been fucking exhausting. Yeah. Like, you know, all right, this one's also an emergency. This guy also is really just trying to get through his problems, you know? Yeah. I don't get me wrong. I think that it could have been done well, but it would have been like a focus for a long time if we were to get things on the level of uh, Captain Blue and Doris.
0: Sure. No, I agree
1: with you. It would have been
0: longer and drawn out and all that, but like even though maybe I wouldn't have enjoyed that as a reader so much, I think that June should have done that. And like, it's not even necessarily a problem for me as the reader. It could have been a two paragraph thing of, I went in there to try to punch him to death. Like they did with the, the flesh Smiths. We thought originally he was going to go in there and just kill everyone, but it turned out there was resistance fighters and he like, managed to uh, take away some of their magics and left the place behind that we got that in a few paragraphs. He could have done that with the Rove. Like, yeah, I, I sat him down. I talked to him. I gave him a Coke. Turned out he just was under caffeinated for all these years. <laughs> <laughs> like, like There could have been a, a whole big blue in the bottle thing that got wrapped up in a few paragraphs like with the Fleshsmiths.
1: That's true. It would have been interesting to see. And here's how I didn't actually have to kill all of them. Like flat by summary of all those too. What was fun for me is he says that I felt bad about killing him, especially with the profit as the primary motive. I had little doubt that he would have killed me since that's what he usually did to people who came into his zone, but still it probably would have been possible to leave him alone. I did my best to shake off the feeling. And I'm just like, Oh no, the call is desensitizing him to murder. Mm-hmm. but He's back to murder hoboing again. So <laughs> at least there's that. <laughs> okay. That's, there's always a silver lining. <laughs> it's a, it's a very thin silver lining, but it's there. Yeah. Um, And there was a quick thing as he's flying in, like when he's taking the guy out, that it mentions that he burned a second unicorn bone that he didn't actually need uh, because he would won at the end of the first one or something. And Mm -hmm. because authors don't waste word count and because I get to analyze the story (laughs) at that level, I'm guessing that it mentioned that because they are going to be either low or out of unicorn bones by the time they go for fell Oh,
0: that's a very good prediction. Hmm. I, I would again, imagine oh, that wait, they have to have late. some. What? I'm sorry,
1: I was just thinking, I was, was going to say, then again, he should just go kill another unicorn, because A, they're worth money, and B, he can do it. But not anymore. Right, right, no more Supermans. Yeah, doing the right thing cost him his superpower, Superman powers. God, stupid right thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, he does have a third Slayer of Horrors thing that he does, uh, which he snaps through again really easy. It's just as easy as the other two. It reminded me of the fact that I kind of dislike open world games. There's some parts of them I like. There's some parts that I dislike more than others. And one of the things I really hate is that mop-up phase. Just before you start the final quest at the end. Where you go traveling the entire world. And finishing up all the side quests you never quite got to. um, Because like it always feels like I have to do that. Like If I'm not doing that, I'm going to miss some aspect of the story or something. That's really super vital and cool. And everyone will always be talking about that one mission that I missed out on. But... It's boring and just delays the fulfillment of the actual main story arc. And it's really lame. I don't like it. And this this chapter feels like that. This, this series of chapters do where he's just like, yep, doing the mop up stuff before going on the final quest.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of fun. The, you know, this guy is, it, the, the fight is like a sentence. We came crashing at several thousand miles an hour from straight above. And mm-hmm. it would have been hard to it would have been hard to identify him after the fact, given how pult he was. But the game dutifully gave me a notification, and that was that. Um, but yeah, the mob up phase in open world games you're you're spot on because I did the same thing. Like, and it feels so unnatural. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, at the end of Breath of the Wild, you know, you're going to go into the Hyrule Castle and save Zelda. Um, you so you're you're like there. And then you're like, oh man! But I'm kind of curious what this does. And then you, you just <laughs> go, you, you leave, and you mm-hmm. go do that thing. And it, it, you know, you're it breaks all of the immersion, kind of, because you're like, no, Link would go inside and you know fix this, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, you don't want to miss out on stuff. It's cool because uh, the From Software games, like Dark Souls and stuff, they they lock you out of content if you don't do the thing on time, or if you make another decision or whatever. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so like, you know, there's still some quests to go around and finish or whatever at the end, but for the most part, like, everything. Well, I mean, it's cool. And just like real life, you have no idea where the fuck anything is or why it's happening or how to find stuff. <laughs> um, so, like, unless you're going to read up online on how to finish this quest, you're not even going to be aware that there's a quest there. There's no quest tracker tab in the menu, right? Oh, neat. Um, okay. But uh, it, it does kind of help solve that problem where it's like, no, you're not going to go around off and finish all the quests because most things are done like you've advanced the story the main storyline too far Mm-hmm. it's uh i'll i'll try to be mindful of this this conundrum next time i play an open world game and i'm about to end my story mm-hmm. because part of me is loving this with june like he's closing all of his narrative loops right yeah and so you know it in breath of the wild there's there's definitely a handful of stuff that you can do like that's optional um that it is in character for the, for Link to do but then there's also side quests like get this guy 50 different mushrooms or whatever or you know collect bugs for this other person or something right like pointless shit that is really fun mm. to do for the world but like does not matter right okay and that, yeah. that doesn't feel like a narrative loop so much as it's like I wonder what he'll give me when I give him this and oh it's 50 bucks like um, <laughs> so uh, it's interesting yeah i'll keep this in mind next time i i am taking a breather mostly from from games because i i games too hard for too many weeks so uh, oh, okay i mean i'm not like I'm, taking with 178 a break, but, hours yeah 178 hours and i think six weeks or something it was a lot jesus yeah, yeah. so you know like i'm not like saying i'm not going to play throughout you know the month or something but i just haven't bought yeah. a new one whenever god of war ragnarok comes out you can imagine i'll put another 178 hours in six weeks so
0: nice all right. Cool. Where are we?
1: Um, we, uh,
0: we have a flashback to um, Bumblefuck where he, uh, he's playing a game and Raymer wants to do something and he says, okay, you succeed. And Armer's like, wait, what? There's <laughs> going to be a whole heist, and he's like, no, nah, man, you're you're so much higher level than these people. I there's no even point in role playing it out. You just succeed. Um, uh, what he says is, if you want to do something, you're almost certainly not going to fail at. I don't see why we should go through the motions. Which is again, always these flashbacks are direct commentary on things that are happening in the in the um, Arab world. But like, I think that was bad DMing on June's part because if somebody decides, you know, they want to go do a thing in a tabletop role-playing game you roll with it you know you you're like okay cool yeah let's go do that and then you throw surprise shit at them to make it a challenge uh, like he lays out in the very next paragraph when he's
1: talking to ramer do you think that the dm on arab is doing a bad job right now mm, no well because i think the situations no. are like perfectly analogous
0: yeah june is bored and that is the
1: sign of a bad dm like you don't want to your players ever to be bored right i don't know june's bored i think that it's like how i fight this guy i get to just go all like he has one where he gets to go all out he like spears his blood out of himself and then annihilates a building with it like that's metal as fuck that that had to have been fun i guess but i think if he was having fun we
0: would see that on page right Instead, it seems to me we just get this litany of chores that he's checking off, hmm. is the feeling that I get when I read it anyway. Maybe maybe you get a different
1: feeling. No, you make a good point. I mean, I guess I just assumed that he always loved being Superman, but maybe maybe it is kind of just like, okay, next thing, next thing. There's definitely something to be said about like the difficulty of the thing you're doing correlates how much XP you're getting, because it's not just like a, a video game where it's like this person gives you exactly 78,000 XP or whatever, right? Yeah. um it's it's not even clear if he's getting that much experience for doing this yeah because it's not hard and
0: i i mean it reminds me of when i decided to play just to put in the god mode for doom uh the very first time so many years ago at this point point. and uh like before i'd used it to to sneak past i think one particularly hard boss when i'd fucked up and i didn't have any ammo but uh, I, I, I was like, I don't know, a third of the way through the game. And I was like, fuck it, I'm putting on god mode. And I just started going through the game in god mode and killing everything and giving myself infinite ammo. And it was like really fun for a level or two. or was just like, ha ha I, I am the rule. But then like I, I put in wall clipping as well so I could just waltz straight to the exit if I <laughs> wanted to. And after like five levels of this, I was like, oh my god. This is a chore. I'm just walking forward, mowing things down as I'm going, getting to the exit, loading up the next level. Like by the end, I was like, this was a horrible experience. And now I understand why not to cheat in single player games like this and in multiplayer too, for the most part. Like it just makes things not fun. Like the limitations in the challenge was the fun. And I took all that away from myself, and that was stupid of me. So (laughs) I get the feeling June's kind of like in his trudge towards the ends of the last levels with God Mode on.
1: Yeah, maybe having God Mode ripped out from under him will make it fun again. Because, you know, imagine if you couldn't turn it on for the last two levels of Doom, and you're like, (laughs) oh shit, I kind of don't really know how to play this game anymore. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> um,
0: i never learned how to kill these particular enemies
1: exactly no i think uh i don't think it was dumb of you to do that i think all of us have done that who, who play a lot of games i mean i did that with um the i guess i've even tried to really do the story of um grand theft auto but mm. you put you know you do the thing where it's like let you know you're at a friend's house back in the day when you had to play on the same machine and you take turns shooting people and seeing how long you could live before the cops killed you right um okay and then you put in the, the God mode cheats so where you can't take damage and you have unlimited guns and ammo and that's fun for all of five minutes. You know, all the fun is like, you know, running away and stealing a helicopter and you know, all the crazy <laughs> yeah. shit. But yeah. if you're if you're unstoppable, it, it does suck out the fun. Um, I think with uh with this Raymer thing, like it's I think it is a lot like if uh you know, did we really want the long fight with garbage man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Rove, the, you, and he mentioned the game too. Uh, I forget what it's called, but, um, I did, I did play it briefly and I was familiar with it. Uh, yeah. you know, the one where you yeah. roll the, the the stuff and it gets bigger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Katamara Damachi, I think. That's, okay, Damachi? Yeah. That sounds right. It's been so long now. I, I'm not sure. Cause I never actually knew what it meant. I just memorized
1: it phonetically and now it's been a while. Yeah. Close enough. Um, but you know, so we get the quick version of that, uh, instead of like, I don't know everything he's doing turning into a big story. It's just like, yeah, there's a story here. The story was you f- if you fought in five levels ago or ten levels ago. Mm-hmm. You know the story is that it would have been harder if you did this when I thought you were going to. But as it is, I want you to get to this part of the story. We've only got three hours left to play tonight. I don't want to spend ninety minutes of it you stealing this bullshit uh, yeah. that we both know you're going to be that you're going to do because and I'm not sure the exact circumstances, but this is the thing with open world games too. You if you go back to like the starting area to finish something there or just to check something out almost. Oh yeah. Unless the game scales with you, which good ones do. Um, then it, it's just like, you don't even have to fight things. They can just mm-hmm. you let, you let them hit you as you walk through them and you grab whatever <laughs> you're going for. Uh, yeah. Your passive damage reflection kills them. <laughs> exactly. And so like, I think that that's, that's the level that Raymer is at here. And it's like, no nah, man, you guys came back to, you know, if, if June party went back to Baron jewel, and it's like, no, man, you you're stronger than all the cops here. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. we're not going to find any new scary threats for you. You know, the the only new big scary threat for you is that big role ending. Won't even worrying about for 220 chapters. Yeah.
0: So I guess is this is the chapter more of a a thing to remind us how much they've progressed, how big June has gotten? rather than I, I still think it's a a bit of a comment on his mental and emotional state right now, but it's probably doing more than just one thing. Like you were saying with the Raymer thing, the, why, why are you wasting my time fucking with this sort of thing?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's definitely doing more than one thing. Um, you know, cause I, I, it's inter- I, I still don't know if I'm picking up the, uh, you know, I'm bored and just going through the motions kind of thing. Uh, yeah. you think that's just me? Well, no, not necessarily. It might be true for this, but he definitely doesn't give off that vibe when he's talking with Tiff. Right. Yeah. yeah but right. because that is, you know, I guess this is, this is right now his. Uh, exclusion stuff is XP chasing and quest checking and stuff. But, um, the, the TIF business is, it's also closing a narrative loop, right? Yeah. And there's no quest for it. So it's like more personal. Yeah. But there's no reason for him to do it. If he was checked out on air, he wouldn't bother, you know? Yeah. I, I get the impression he's going there for Tiff's closure. And yeah. And his own, but I
0: mean, that's like, that felt different because it felt like something he wanted to do as opposed to these felt
1: like chores that he had to do. That's true. I doubt the gold mage said go go make amends with Tiff, <laughs> for the gold <laughs> mage, the, the the call of gold. Call. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that. Uh, I think you're on to. I, I think it, you know why not both. Um, but I like that how this you know it's a short little throwaway here in this little flashback, but it really nailed home for me. I was like, oh, that's why we're getting drive-by highlights of these exclusion zone knockouts, right? right? And yeah. I wonder if the whole idea of the schlosses being brought up, I don't know, dozens of chapters ago, if that was just another parchment or sell a star kind of thing, because um, we haven't seen one, but he talks about hey, why don't I just do one if you guys really want me to right? He says, right, if you guys yeah. want to do a heist we can do a heist um, mm-hmm. you know, it, but this this isn't that, you know, if you want to do that instead, I can make a retcon that this is an unassuming company, like a front for a large organization or something um, mm mm-hmm and so he's just straight up saying like look i can change the the I, I can i can rewind time and make things different if you guys want me to uh yeah the so world I,
0: bends literally to my will
1: yeah i am really curious if we're gonna do anything with Schlosses at some point in the story because uh, so far i haven't seen one but i don't know if i could if i did so yeah or i don't, rather, I don't know if i could identify one something if i saw it
0: yeah because it would have just been something written into the story from the very beginning
1: right I suppose so, but Uther detected them somehow. You know that's because Uther's a crafty one. Yeah, I don't well, know. Well, speaking of being crafty, uh, they found some backups. Yeah, they, this is the unceremonial and just you know perfect conclusion for the blue in the bottle stuff. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're there to go you know one way or another shut things down with with Captain Blue in the bottle. They've got their 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 army of frog people and and uh, they explain to him like, yeah we uh. We took care of the backups that you made, you know, the secret plan, plan B you had. And he says, tell me, how'd you find the backups? And June says, it was a combination of things, methods that you have no way of foreseeing. Probably doesn't feel good to be beaten that way. N- no, not particularly. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I that just put a smile on my face because this guy sucks. And it's like, how does it feel to know that I secretly, you know, secretly knew secret shit and fucked you over? Not awesome. Great. Glad you're sad about it. <laughs> cool you are vindictive man <laughs> well this this guy if you yeah. get to enjoy being vindictive you know he's the best guy. person to be vindictive against yeah this 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 guy's you know i don't know how many micro hitlers this guy has but at, you know i think he's pushing it towards several probably full hitler achievements you know
0: i was about to say yeah i don't think they're micro anymore he's got yeah. the, the the yeah multi
1: hitlers yeah this guy sucks
0: yeah and regarding how much he sucks uh valencia notices that he's about to kill himself uh with when they're not looking and manages to stop him uh well gets june to stop him and then they kill him when they want to and uh bottle his soul and valencia says yeah i guess he was planning to kill himself and go to the hells i think maybe and i bet when i found out that he was going to kill himself like when they told him we're going to kill you here in, in an hour or two just uh just as soon as we can make sure everything's set and he's like, okay, fuck this and tries to kill himself. I bet he was going to like send his soul to one of the hells using whatever contraption he has. And, uh, he had some kind of, uh, unsung
1: Hitler deal set up down there. I love that. I suspect you're right didn't even occur to me. I just assumed that he, you know, wanted to be alive at all costs, even if he ended up in layer 9,000 of hell. Um, mm. but no, I mean, there's probably been deals like this in history, right? And yeah. you can confirm that they're, Being honest through Infernoscope. Um, Mm -hmm. Then again, you know, if they get off on suffering, wouldn't it? Wouldn't his suffering be extra juicy if he thought he was going to get something that didn't really suck when he got to hell? Maybe I don't
0: know. Like with him being as paranoid as he is, maybe he would have found some way, some enforcement mechanism.
1: That's true. Yeah, at least he can lie and say, "Look, I've still got zombies working to bring you souls, and I can turn them off at any time." You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe he was
0: just like hoping. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I made this deal and I've held up my end for however many dozens of years. I all I can do is hope that they hold up their end.
1: No, I, I think you're definitely right because it's it's more sinister and unsettling, which sounds just perfectly on brand. And like I said, I bet you can confirm through infernoscope that a handful of people su- successfully made deals like this. Mhm. Uh, I just thought that was awesome. Um yeah. That's a great great thought there. I uh Oh, oh. Well, thank you. Yeah, no. I mean, it it's the for anyone who didn't read on song or doesn't get the reference, the, the one line thing that I that always stuck with me. So, hell's real. They're getting a TV guide tour through hell. And, oh, yeah, over here, that's the villa where Hitler lives. And uh, it's great. He's got servants and he's, he's living his best life. And every Jew he killed in the Holocaust, they've got a little pebble that they carry that lets them know exactly how he's doing it all the time. Yeah. And that's like the most fucked up thing imaginable, right? Yeah. So, anyway... Perfectly chilling. I loved it. Um, Let's see, where were they talking about time manipulation?
0: Oh, because they need more time to rehabilitate Bethel.
1: Okay, that's right. Valencia says we don't have time manipulation, do we? And he's like, well, you know, I'm not sure how the call the gold would work with the time loop exclusion, but we could maybe do something workable that way. I just love the idea that they are maybe going to go try and kill Zorian from uh, Mother (laughs) of Learning. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was a fun idea that like, because we have no idea how long that loop has been going on that kid's getting stronger <laughs> every month um mm-hmm. whether this would have been i don't know it, it also would have been really fun to see like some rat fit crossover yeah. in fact i didn't read the i haven't finished uh when i, I read the first book of uh while they're learning i'll read the rest after i finish this uh, maybe it ends with him being killed by some superman who flew in and ripped him apart right <laughs> um nice a, maybe the. it's a, like i'm the, sorry kid i need the xp yeah the authors collaborated here um <laughs> that's been fucking epic yeah so Val says, you know, I will want to work with you too on the rehabilitation thing, just to get you prepped and check in on your psychology and stuff. And Mm -hmm. he's flexing his high wisdom score. He says, well, if we were on earth and this was all mundane, I'd give it more time. And I certainly wouldn't put myself in a situation where I'd have to, where we'd have to interact. But given the circumstances, I think that I need to race through my misgivings and get this done, which is, uh, you know, I don't know. I I mean, Amarillo started the story, this pragmatic and goal oriented, and I'm not saying everyone could do this or even that this is necessarily the way one ought to aspire to be but it's just like he's like yeah no this would suck but i got to do what makes sense i'm you know how to say this
0: so at first i was going to say yeah when it comes down to the world ending or you becoming a god maybe you get over your whiny getting raped shit but but that sounds very wrong putting it that way um i mean obviously it's a major deal and it's major trauma uh, but There are some things in life that are just more important. And if you have to team up with your rapist to save the world, then you do that. And maybe you sort things out afterwards, but you don't not do it because of your feelings, right? Like your feelings are important to you, but the fate of the world is more important than that. So you put those aside, even if it means doing something like this for the most part, every now and then there can be like a really good, revenge story written where it's like you know what fuck you fuck the world i'm gonna let the whole thing burn because of how much i got fucked and if you like that kind of story i really really strongly recommend the fifth season which was fucking awesome but in any real world situation i would hope that someone would put their personal hurts aside to save the world
1: yeah no i mean it's interesting because i'm june biased because he's our protagonist and yet i take that argument completely when it comes to bethel Because Valencia says, no, I need to be there. Not for Felsi, but for the meeting with Uther. There's a strong chance Bethel will attempt to kill him the moment it's clear that it's him. Mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking, well, then she can taste Uther's sword. You know, I understand her beef or whatever, but she can't just kill the dude like before all of her friends get closure. And frankly, she better not kill him because I like Uther. Um, (laughs) And so the stakes aren't even save the world there. I'm just like, no, fuck it. Get over it. It was 500 years ago. It sucked. Yeah, but you know, maybe it's also because Bethel's not the best person yet but yeah uh, your your point almost sounds callous except for like no i actually when i when i think about it with regard to bethel i 100 percent agree with you <laughs>
0: <laughs> see with, with bethel i almost i understand her side and it would come down to like who can kill who better i guess in that case but it would be better if she could get over it yes i, I will agree but on the other hand vengeance is a strong emotion
1: it's been kind a of, driving kind emotion of hope... for, for 500 years yeah yeah
0: I mean, I would be honored if someone was, was so trying to avenge me that for 500 years they carried a torch until they finally tracked down the six-fingered man who killed me or something, you know? <laughs> like, that would be fucking awesome. But I, I, I see where you're coming from,
1: too, there. Yeah. Well, and, you know, that you, Uther's going to be like, you know, for you, that was the worst time in your life. For me, that was Tuesday, you know? Like, I don't even <laughs> I mean, remember it's... who you are. Like, yeah, you know, I did so much shit. Are you kidding me? Um, I mean, I, I that sounds I, to me like he did, Oh, go ahead.
0: But, but he didn't think she was a person.
1: Well, yeah, of course. Uh, I, I certainly don't think so. I certainly think he didn't think she was a person either. Because if, if if I did think that, then I'd think less of him. And yeah. since I don't think less of him, I must think that he thought that she wasn't a person. <laughs> um, All right. She's a talking house. You know, if your Roomba could make noise, that's that's what he thought that she was. Yeah. Um, so, to speculate about the Felseed stuff. Because it sounds like they really aren't going to just run there in the next couple of weeks. Um, but. Frankly, we've got two more chapters to get through, so I think uh unless you want to, I think we can push past that. Let's push past that for now. I think we might get a chance
0: to talk about it next week. Awesome.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll leave that in as a clerical error then. Um Okay. Aha. Chapter so, two twenty two. Yeah. Time to bother some gods. Woohoo! I uh I am stoked that this is finally happening. Yes. And then was I- a little miffed that June elected not to tell us why he didn't care to do this for the last 200 chapters.
2: Yeah, I know. That aside, I, mean, I had okay. a great
1: time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, this was one of the really hard parts about um, about doing this podcast with you. Because, like, right from the very beginning, you were like, oh, my God, there's gods here. He should go talk to the gods. And I was like, yeah, yeah, he should. I had that same impression. You You want to talk to the gods. You want to get on their side. Something, you know? And, like, for 221 chapters... We we know there's gods there. We know for quite some time that June is really powerful and maybe could have pulled his his um connection to Amaryllis to go get a meeting with one or something. And just like every time you would bring it up, you were like, why isn't he bothering the gods, man? I was like, Oh, I can't say, I know, but I can't say, and it's really frustrating, and I really think maybe Alexander Wales should have said something before this point.
1: Yeah, I don't know uh I I'm sure he gave it some thought, like where do I put this, right? Um, mm-hmm. you know, they, they've talked, they've even had explicit conversations like what quest should we work on next? And mm-hmm. he could have just thrown at any point. It's like, yeah, I made the gods. They're boring. I don't expect anything, anything to come of that. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know. It, it surprised me, but it, I don't know. I didn't find it like a satisfying surprise. It was curious. And it's, it's still also not clear to me why, just cause he made these dudes that he doesn't care to go get the quest. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know but yeah no it, it is funny and not I it's part of the thought of being in your seat that you have to like pretend like you don't know right
2: yeah yeah
0: no I love it so I I mean on my first read through I was reading through it fast enough that like the gods thing kind of got shuffled to the edge of my mind because everything else kept taking my attention and then when we got to this I was like oh yeah the gods oh so this is why he didn't do it okay cool but like when I was reading through it with you, we've been at this for over an, uh, a year now. And it, it just like kept coming up. And I was like, oh, man, yeah, that was that should have been addressed earlier, I think, somehow, because it was yeah, it was kind of maddening. I was like, yeah, the gods. <laughs> you, why why don't you go to the gods if I'm sitting here and thinking things through rather than just being pulled along by all the awesome stuff going on?
1: You know, and I even at the pace I'm reading it, at, I still kind of forgot about them um, mm. just because they, we haven't heard about them in a long time. Um, and so I mean, I also when, when we get out Alexander... I'm like, "Oh wait, that kind of cleric, Oh hell, so like it was still exciting, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: And I trusted Alexander Wales enough to not bother about it too much, but not everybody has read you know just about everything he's written up to this point, like I have, so not everyone would know that you have trust in him like that
1: yeah, and well, I mean and the 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 answer is actually not all that satisfying, like why he put it off, right?
2: no, well, because, because he was he was lame. pretty sure they were boring.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, like that's that's a fine excuse to like not make it your first priority, but like you got a quest for this, you know? Yeah. Um, so at the I'm- very least, if you're if you're chasing XP and the quest hints that you could join their ranks, um, I don't know. It, it he, I don't know. Uh, I guess maybe if he knew that what joining their ranks meant, which is like what I'm going to be in charge of, like I don't know, trees. <laughs> You know, and not just not just in
0: charge of trees, but in charge of making sure that trees do the things that trees do. That the trees can't do anything special because that would be anti what that God wants. The trees got to do the tree things that they're doing right now.
1: Yeah, I, I liked the uh, um the description of how the gods worked, and you pulled out the one I think about water, right? Um,
0: yeah. I I really loved this. It was, yeah, that to change the weather would mean to make the weather go against the fundamentals that drove the weather and thus make the weather unlike itself. And he wouldn't stand for that uh, because, yeah, weather is based on fundamentals of high and low pressure systems and moisture and dryness and winds and evaporation. uh, And, you know, changing that would would be heresy, would be evil. And I really, really enjoyed that because it made absolutely perfect sense. And, you know is what you would expect if you looked at the real world and assumed there was a God that God wanted things to be exactly how they are because he's all powerful. It, it reminded me of when back in the old atheism war days, uh, when the, the argument emerged that obviously, obviously God does not care about gay sex because he's all powerful and there is tons of gay sex, (laughs) but he really, really fucking cares that nothing ever traveled faster than the speed of light. Because ain't nothing doing that. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same kind of thing. I was like, oh yeah, these are perfect gods.
1: You're telling me that God's bummed out by this thing that he lets happen all the time? Um, Yeah. Yeah, no, I love it. It, These are like the laziest deist gods, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I I can totally... I
0: mean, we don't know for sure they're lazy. Maybe there's people trying to make water dry and make the weather act weird all the time. And they're constantly fixing shit, making it be like it should
1: oh sure i I mean, yeah, maybe they do stuff, but like they don't they don't have any ambition, they're not trying to i mean I guess they're accomplishing something by like keeping things in order, but yeah. like you know, when I thank God, I think you know, let's do stuff, not let's make mm. sure that the wind blows exactly as fast as it's supposed to, and not one <laughs> mile per hour faster, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh it also made me think that like these beings don't seem like they have the minds of ordinary people, um yeah, so it's not clear how June could join their ranks unless it's just like become as strong as they are, but he's not going to become like these guys.
0: No. I mean, the closest he could be to these guys is like the trickster God who sounds like he's a very different kind of God from these four. Yeah. He sounds fun.
1: Um, maybe that, uh, maybe that's the DM. What do we know? Um, but yeah, I, Oh. Oh, whoa. Good point. When the DM wants to have some fun. Yeah. I don't think that that's the case. I don't think he'd make himself present that way, but if you're the trickster, then why not? Um, yeah, could be, uh mm-hmm. but the uh it i never read the game of thrones books uh but this it the, like reminds me of the um the there there were gods in the in the tv show right yes. like the red-headed witch yeah. like she has magic powers and mm-hmm. they're they're rarely used but then like they sacrifice that one guy's daughter to a god or something and they win a battle mm-hmm. like i don't know nobody acts i don't know ba- basically no one act believes let me what i'm trying to say they basically just don't exist yes and basically no one acted like they existed right yeah if they were a known fact of nature like these guys are you know like anyone who wants to can go visit aquaman um not everyone gets an audience with him but anyone wants to go see him i think and like oh look there's literally a god um mm-hmm. so that, i think that, the difference is <laughs>
0: like well the game of thrones gods are very similar to like the real world quote unquote gods and that they don't really exist, but people like worship them anyway and have power structures and societal control and all that. Uh, but except in Game of Thrones, on occasion, they do intervene in like these ways that you can see by like the, 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 the lady in red doing it. But, you know, that's I think that's a common problem in fantasy games is that they treat, they treat the fantasy world as if it's like the real world except with elves. Except they really do got gods running around, which doesn't make any fucking sense at all.
1: <laughs> yeah uh i think that this story did a good job of answering that maybe you know it's entirely possible that you know alexander had a had half of an idea of how to do god stuff for this story introduced to early on and because it's published serially he had to he's you know when it came time to like do it he's like oh no that wouldn't work and so you know he puts it off for a while and then thinks like okay yeah got it they're super super boring well it's boring in the sense that there's you know you can't get them to do things, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it maybe that's kind of what happened. Um, that's yeah, true because I was going to just agree with what you said again. So what were you saying? Sorry.
0: Yeah. Well, because wherever you place this sort of thing, it would it would kind of break up uh, unless you're doing it in like a down downtime uh, period where you would put it in. It would break up any sort of action and flow that you wouldn't want to do that. But then the downtime chapters, you don't want there to be too many of those because you don't want there to be too much downtime before you get back into exciting stuff in the story. So maybe he just couldn't ever quite find a good place to put it. And then it just got uh, finally wrapped up in the end here, where he's uh, all the things that I couldn't quite fit anywhere else are getting wrapped up here now in the mopping up phase before the final quest.
1: Yeah, that, you know, I need to go look at the quest list again, but I mean. I just assumed once we were kind of like zeroing in on the fell thing that we were going to just ignore all the exclusions. Um, Yeah. Those, those were out there. We never got around to it. Was it going to be the end of those? Right. Um, Yeah. I do think that at least part of what this book is doing is, I don't know what the word for it is in writing, or I'm sure there's a shorthand for it, but you know, I've got this really cool idea and it's born inside of this other idea that that's the main thrust of what I want this to be about. And I don't have a million pages, so I can't dive all the way into that, but there's a cool thing I would have liked to do, but I don't have the time to do it. Um, yeah, yeah. This book has the luxury of being longer than every other book, but it, it still can't be infinitely <laughs> long. Um, but it's uh, what I'm trying to say. Um, I guess, again, I thought that the other exclusions might've been cool. Uh, parchment style examples, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah, someone wants to, here's a cool idea. You know, I gave you a description of a horrifying God monster. Um, mm-hmm. So it could have been like that, but no, I think, uh, I don't know. It was fun and it was basically god looks like a giant squid this god does i forget what inver or something i'm calling him aquaman um oh real quick before we we talk about him
0: uh i did want to pull out the thing where um june says that gods are tricky because they're the most important people in whatever setting they're in and that means any agendas they would set would be of overriding concern for all the lesser players and in turn it would all trickle down and i just wanted to point out that uh Do we keep (laughs) returning to this problem with the DM? What he wants is the most important thing and everything else kind of comes back to
1: that, you know? Oh, I see what you're saying. No, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Huh? Okay. Uh, they're most important people in whatever setting they're in. Agendas are set aside for overriding concern for all the lesser players. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, we want Julian to be the most important thing in the, in the world, but there's a God that can rewrite his history, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, in my mind, the word important keeps jumping definitions, but the most powerful, salient, story-driving thing is the DM. It's not the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's nuts. I like that. I like the realization. I don't know how much I love that that thought, because that's just a bummer. Well, that June's you know not the most important thing in the world, but <laughs> it's the guy <laughs> in the hoodie with the funny slogans on him.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the party is just constantly thinking. Okay, what is what does this mean for what God wants? What God's thinking? How is He going to react to what we're doing? It's a, it's a constant overriding concern.
1: You know what's funny is that apparently the, the DM is fine with that. You know what I mean? Like I he don't could know have he, he could have made it so that yeah, he never
0: talked with June. That's true. Yeah, erased him from his memory entirely.
1: Yeah. So I guess he had fun. I mean, we see we've seen some of June's DMing sessions. But I don't think we've seen a lot of scenes where they're thinking, well, what would June want us to do here? And like, he's right there listening to him, right? So what, yeah,
0: what, why did the DM reveal himself to June and let June keep that information? What was his purpose in doing that?
1: I guess because it was interesting. Um, mm, okay. You know, I mean, that's that's at least one part of it. I think that the guy does want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. When he first met him, when he went to soul level 100 and the guy, I think June at that point was like discontented with the game. and frustrated with stuff right Mm -hmm. and so he's like i think we need to talk and get you some of the answers that'll you know make you just shut up and play right Mm -hmm. um so i think that might have been the initial motivation and And then it it was just fun around the time he showed up yeah but i mean how would that work in an actual tabletop game like june just says as the dm i mean you know in a way in an actual
0: tabletop game the dm's always right there
1: like, yeah, you know but, he exists but he, he doesn't usually talk to the character he talks to the players yeah and so you know he's not gonna he won't talk to uther he'll talk to arthur right, about yeah. what the situation Uther's in um it'd be interesting you know the you know it's not a bad example of like when Raymer is like i, I want to go steal this thing and he's like fine you did it like that's not exactly how this dm operates he doesn't just jump in and be like all right that thing you did it's done fuck it i'm bored right mm-hmm. um I guess maybe he's just a little more long-winded than that, but he kind of does do that. He did do that with the skin magic explosion. Um, yeah. So congratulations. You, you towed the line long enough and you knew this was coming. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I need to I'll noodle that. See if I can get any, any interesting thoughts to generate from that. But that's a really fun consideration. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So Iverness looks like a giant squid,
1: right? No. Yeah. But thanks for bringing me to that. Now my, my mind is, uh, now I'm, hmm all right i'll just i'll just uh i'll shift gears um did you read this line about answering heresy with heresy because that's fucking awesome
0: oh I, I did not should i yeah it hopes. okay well I, I just i like the whole answering heresy with her- heresy being god's way of saying oh you think water shouldn't behave how it does let's see how you feel about a gross violation of the behavior of water it <laughs> makes it just lift up and slam into the whole town and i just thought that was really cool
1: i like it it's uh you know don't fuck with the laws of nature right Right? Yeah. Except in this because- the, the laws of nature are are vindictive and vengeful.
0: Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't like friction? You want there to be less friction? How about no friction, motherfucker?
1: Yeah, this guy thought he could make water even more wet? Fuck you. It's exactly <laughs> right. as wet as it's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> um so everyone in the uh the vicinity of the giant fishbowl, you know, gets to have their heads properly or their jaws hit the floor as the God walks up to them and says, Juniper Smith and gives him a low bow. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, uh, it was, it was awesome. You know, we have no idea what's happening. And Amaryllis is like, you know, be nice. And she yanks him down to prostrate himself on the floor in front of him. And uh, (laughs) when he's talking to like the priest guy, he does say this to the, whatever the cleric, he's like, so, when you became a cleric of Inver, in reason, when you became a cleric of Aquaman, you might say that you were called to serve a higher por- porpoise. Oh, God. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. What are you waiting for? <laughs> nope. Is there a reason you wanted to see me? And uh-uh. Seems a little fishy that you knew my name. <laughs> <sighs> I like that those were all their own lines and it was like I thought but didn't say I didn't ask him I didn't reply and but then he explains it in the next paragraph in a parenthetical. He's like look a lot of the blame for these can be laid squarely at Amber Ellis's feet. She's the one who had to spend three hours in a meeting trying to think up fell seed puns in case one of them was the key to this whole ordeal and gave us victory <laughs> yeah. in some way by figuring it out ahead of time like with the phylactery guy. Yeah. <laughs> it started up fun but by the time we got 20 minutes in I started to be done. And by the time the meeting had finished, it felt like we had gone, felt like I had gone through a whole character arc.
0: <laughs> I did love that line, especially because me, after three hours of puns, like I, I wouldn't be the same person.
1: I've transformed. I'm, I'm no longer the person I once was. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. So anyway, the guys have been watching June with great interest. And yes. Um... Then one of the clerics tries to speak up or something.
0: Yeah, and he raises his hand and the dude's water is just blasted backwards and leaving leaving, you know, the desiccated corpse there. And I I know this is weird for me cuz in general I'm like fuck nobility, fuck gods, fuck all this shit, but like this god doesn't feel like a person, like a god. It feels very much just like a force of nature, especially because his whole deal is just like these are the forces of nature. I make sure that they continue being the forces of nature. Like he doesn't even have a, a human way of thinking at all so like i didn't feel outraged by that at all i was just like yeah you know like if you walk out into the middle of a hurricane it's possible you're going to get hit by a flying branch or something that's, that's the way nature works so i i wasn't i was not at all outraged by that
1: you know i think i was uh anthrop- anthropomorphizing the guy too much um i mean you know he's curious which forces of nature aren't you know um mm-hmm. he has he has human qualities in that way but uh they, he looks like jason momoa Right, in my mind, he does anyway um mm-hmm. you know it, he blasts that dude into sawdust because he spoke up um it was you're right you know it it also has this kind of like um I don't like dr Manhattan style vibe right mm-hmm. and it's like you know you don't dislike it when Manhattan does that it's just like no, he's too big for your stupid problems and you're interrupting him right now right yeah yeah, yeah. i I see where you're coming from it it, it is a it is it's just epic. It's, it's, I mean, it's a dick move. If this guy could have the attribute of being a dick, but I don't think he can. Right. You know what I mean? I do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is what I was thinking too. Yeah. Uh, so he, he's talking with June and he tries to, uh, well, he asks if he can like really look at June because he's trying to figure out what the hell June is exactly. And he turns himself into like a thing with all these various eyes and they can see all sorts of stuff, uh, through the eyes. But one of the things that he could see through one of the eyes was uh, the totalitary, totalitarity of uh, June's earthly existence. Uh, I think he means his uh, Airbnb existence, though. Uh, hmm. And into the meta- into the metaphysical. There was something on me, almost too bright to look at with whatever biological or magical instrumentation he was staring at it with. Bright enough that he seemed to go blind in whatever I was staring at the metaphysical nexus. What? Do you have any guesses? What is this bright-ass something that's on June?
1: Um, like, in story, I don't remember if I had a guess, because it's been a little while. But uh, the reason the god wants to do this is because the gods can't see him. And it's been mm-hmm. bugging him. And uh, what it turns out is that it's doe fuckery, right? Yeah. And so I'm assuming that's what this is. It's the doe shining a bright flashlight in his face when he looks that way. Like, oh. I mean... it it that is the mundane explanation and it's the it's like the actual one in the story but meta-storily i'm not sure what that might be um that's that's
0: actually a very good guess because yeah it does it does blind his eye when he looks at it so it and their deal is they can't see him so yeah that that makes perfect sense that that's what it would be
1: but that makes sense like in story but then the question is like all right well why would they do that you know why would it look this way right yeah um
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so what you you put yours in uh black background. What what was your guess? So because he said that he was looking beyond
0: his existence into the metaphysical, like the platonic realm or the realm of like beyond what what just is. And um my guess was that bright light that he was seeing was the attention of everyone who is or was reading along right there at that point. <laughs>
1: That's what I'm talking about. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Because that, that would be fucking epic and meta as hell.
1: I mean, I think it's like, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of a good example from a Marvel movie. But uh, the only movie I can think of right now is Doctor Strange. Um, in the first Doctor Strange movie, the ancient one says something about, like, you can't control fate any more than you can control, like, the tide of, or, like, the flow of a river or something. hmm And, uh, oh, you know what? There's a lot of time, sim- like, emphasis in the first movie. Um, mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, he's doing surgery on somebody and he's because he's, you know, the, the savant genius. Don't bother me. He's tells like, I got another doctor in the room, like, you know, cover your watch. It's making too much noise. Um, so why was it a watch? Cause like the movie's going to be, you know, huge on time. Like this was in the beginning before we knew what it was about. Right. Um, yeah, it could have been something else. So like, it was clearly, uh, like serving a purpose for the rest of the story. And so, mm-hmm. uh, that the, the dough being the right light is the answer for what this light was maybe, but why was there a light? Why was this happening? I like your, uh, like meta super metaphysical zoom back answer. That's awesome. Oh,
0: well, thank you again. I just, I thought that would be awesome.
1: No, it's great. The, the call of gold doesn't have, uh, any, any time to enjoy this though. It just <laughs> when once. So the dough shows up when the, when the guys, when Aquaman's looking at him, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, it's locust fuckery. Well, in that case, I'm done with you. Forget it. And the Hall of Gold is like, ask him for gold.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> are you fucking kidding me?
1: Right. I'm not going to risk my life to beg for gold that he wouldn't even give me. It's like, do it. Yeah. Tr- trade on your relationship with the locust. And it's like, fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah. I love his internal monologue with this thing. First off, no way that works. Second, that's a betrayal of the locust. And, like, I just like that he uh the the whole time you know as this is building up i was really worried that he's going to do it um
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i'm happy to have been proven wrong in a prediction i thought he was going to only give up gold magic when he had gone too far at some point right yeah and he did it before because he's got some wisdom now good for him um, goddamn straight more than i give him credit for um but just <laughs> fuck you man first off no way that works <laughs> <laughs> it's like what do you think he just got gold what yeah. does she need what is he buying? What's he hoard gold for? Get fucked. And the call says, You need me. And I just think first of all, the call is the best troll in the world. Um hmm. and I was really hoping that he was gonna tell the gold to or the you know, the call of gold to suck his taint, and he does. Um yeah. he like tries to like kind of like get his attention first about it. He's like, Oh, we're gonna go do some fell seed business. We need resources doesn't shake out. He says that uh, the truth can be as mercurial as water. He's like, look, you have resources. At least you could do is confirm whether or not there's anything to what I have to say. And he says, I've already done that. It says, uh, there are truths that are not truths and truths that mortal minds are not to know. Giving me a sagely (laughs) nod of the head as though that were wise. (laughs) And it's like, first off, fuck this inscrutable God talk. And then the, yeah. the call of gold's reply was push him on matter on the matter of financial assistance. <laughs> God. That's how you know it's straight up just the voice of the DM directly. But to phrase it that way, push him on the matter of financial assistance, financial assistance, motherfucker. We are rich beyond your wildest imaginations. We don't need financial assistance. You just you're yeah. hungry for this particular metal. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Push him on the matter of financial assistance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: but june says no fuck it never mind forget that i asked and uh gold it. leaves them immediately yeah i god i am so fucking glad that he ditched the gold magic because so this didn't happen on my read through uh my second read through because i already knew he was gonna ditch gold and i was just like waiting for him to do it but my first time reading this like from the first instant gold talked throughout up to this moment right now i was like constantly on edge and every time it said anything i was like this motherfucker right here like he was always getting up my ass and i wanted to strangle it and (laughs) i mean i don't know how it felt for you but i had this this righteous fury about it that was making it really hard to Find any joy in life or <laughs> or any pleasure in in what I was reading, well, I mean, I still felt some pleasure, obviously, this was the intended effect of the writing I think uh he 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 uh, Alexander Wales was trying to piss me off with this call of gold that's the whole point of Call of gold, but like the amount of anger and antagonism that I got out of this whole thing I'm not sure I- I'm not sure if it's natural I-, I think like maybe I have too high of a pride score or something because. I just just fuck that guy so hard, man. I'm so glad that he's gone.
1: Well, I really like your uh, your level of reaction to it. I mean, i I think I was less annoyed at like the call itself as I was at the obvious train wreck that it was going to be if they tried to rely rely on it, especially in the final quest. Mm-hmm. And they they even kept thinking like they they would talk about it, like, "Oh, we'll need it for uh, fell seeds, you know, whatever, whatever." And it's like. Did you know that if you're in there with gold magic, you're going to be halfway through this place. And it's be like, oh, leave and go to sell a star and grab one of those gold bricks so I can lick it, you know, like yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah, it, it would totally fuck them over. So having it yeah. around was a total liability. Um, mm. But I, I feel like where you're coming from. It's like, I don't like this thing holding this giant stick, you know, behind me slash carrot in front of me and tell me what to do. It's yeah, like, uh,
0: constantly, you can't fucking take a shit without it being like, inspect your shit for gold flakes.
1: <laughs> it's uh maybe it's a metaphor on like a more, more, um, capitalism, uh, whatever, uh, allegory, allegorical stuff. And like with blue in the bottle, we're talking about, you know, labor consent and stuff. Right. Um, mm-hmm. with this, it's like, you know, sure. You know, just- yeah, you get to have the power, but you have to do whatever I say, whenever I say it. And of course, you can yeah. quit. But if you quit, you're fucked. Um, so it it's an interesting, like I, you know, just like I said, big stick and big carrot kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's fun. I think, yeah.
0: I mean, I would call that l- less capitalism directly and more like the effect of working for others rather than yourself.
1: Yeah, totally. And I, well,
0: of becoming reliant on someone that doesn't have your best interest at heart necessarily.
1: Yeah. I mean, you show me somebody who is fully, is gainfully employed and doesn't rely on anyone else and I'll, you know, give five yeah, bucks, yeah. but, but I know, I know what right. you mean. Um, yeah. And I think I'm, I'm stretching it for the capitalism thing just to see if we could tie it back to the same kind of thing that blue in the bottle might've been nudging at. But, um, no, but yeah, it was, economics,
0: uh, economic systems are hard, man. And they really can grind people
1: down. It's, well, and there's, it's there's not really a way around it, you know? No, no like I like that isn't. I get paid to work. I'd rather get paid to work mm-hmm. than not paid to work. Yeah, you know? right. Um, yeah, it it's a drag that I have to work in order to eat. um But mm-hmm. you know, there just there isn't really a way around that right now. So you know, it's kind of like you know, I think I think Tiff and Amarillas read read the same stoic or stoicism books. But you know, it's like all right, well, that's just the way the world is. I'll you know, what do I got to do with it? You know, I'll try and fix it if I can later. Right? Um, yeah. But that's that's sort of my my attitude towards it. But I had a thought that I didn't think about until this was all over. Because Amaryllis asks, like, was it the gold magic? As he's, like, swearing as they're walking away. Mm -hmm. And I wonder why she didn't get gold magic through symbiosis. Well, maybe she did.
0: But, like, only June ever marked any gold. So she had zero power level in it.
1: She should have half his skill,
0: right? Yeah. I mean, she she probably did have half his skill. But, like, the gold magic power level is directly reliant on... On how much gold you have marked because like he said at the beginning i have insane amounts of power but only a skill of one so like i I try to tap the gas a little bit and i go flying off through the roof and the more skill he got the
1: better he was able to control it i see so that's what the skill points did for that i'm she she, she'll she still should have uh i don't know used some just to make her bulletproof but then i guess the call would have definitely been fighting her about it maybe that's why it was so paranoid about her and also then we would have had two gold mages that both have a call
0: and like very quickly one of them would have said kill Amaryllis and take all her gold or kill June and take all his gold. Something there, like
1: that. There's a reason that we don't see a ton of gold mages running around here.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, gold mages
0: cannot work together.
1: Yeah. Or even I think be aware of each other's existence. Mm. And again she could have done it all off camera. Maybe she was. Oh. And she did it all off screen. Maybe she still is. Oh yeah. She didn't she didn't uh tell her gold ghost to go fuck itself. Not that we know. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh but no, if she, if she has half fight. of his skill. Wait, no, he still has skill points in there. He just doesn't have the magic anymore, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so if he's level 70 gold mage or whatever, she's still level thirty-five. He just yeah. can't do anything with that skill. Kinda right? like if he was a master skin mage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and his essentialism skill is pointless. And he can't even respec again. No, yeah. Because that, that was a soul magic thing. That's some bullshit. Mm-hmm. There should be a, a soul magic exclusion zone where he can go to do that. I mean, there might be, but they don't know where it is. Right. And I'd have no idea how to even start looking for it. Yeah. Just but, fly through every
0: single square inch of air, and trying to use soul magic.
1: Yeah, uh, but he can't fly anymore. He's got to walk now. Like a, nah, like like a, pleb, a pleb, like the rest of us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Crawling dude, in the Dirt with the rest of us muggles. <laughs> I love it. It yeah. was a lot of fun. Uh, it was the quest completion for God botherer, and when they're going into it, I was worried it was going to go badly because the quest was God botherer, not God befriender. <laughs> okay, that's <And> true. <laughs> all it, but all they did was mildly annoy the dude. So hey, quest complete. You made it through another. Com- you made it through a conversation with a god without getting yourself obliterated, albeit at some minor cost. This text should not be taken as an implication that you can't still screw it up somehow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't turn around, and try to flag the god down again.
1: Right, I do love. I think the quest completion texts have been like a bit more on the nose lately, mm-hmm. and it's hilarious. Um, I I was also hoping because this would have been a dope ass flex to do in front of the god to level up in front of him.
0: Oh, that would have been sweet.
1: And he turns around. What the fuck was that? Don't worry about it. Bye.
0: (laughs) Just getting ever closer to your power.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. All All right. right. So chapter 223, a lost friend. Well, 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 it is that lost friend, Tiff. Hey there, Tiff. And uh, I, you know, we'll talk about the chapter. I, there are parts I liked, don't get me wrong, but I was a little disappointed because in the beginning it promised that there'd be a huge revelation. It couldn't mm. have been more explicit about it. Brilliant. And uh, like, well, so here's what it says. You know, Tiff was a little late, so I spent some time sitting there thinking, wringing my hands. Not that none of it mattered, not in the grand scheme of things. Nothing hinged in what we might say to each other. There were no revelations waiting in the wings. Fuck it. She wasn't even the real Tiff I'd known back on Earth. So we, we, we were straight up told that there's a grand revelation coming.
0: I mean, we were straight up told there were no revelations waiting in the wings.
1: No, no, that's that's you're reading it at the surface level, man.
0: <laughs> that's the reverse
1: psychology there. Yeah, that's that was trying to reverse the yeah, it, yeah, yeah, man. It, what what that was saying is, hey, we've got a huge revelation coming. Now I know we're in a postmodernist story because it, <laughs> it it did the old switcheroo reverso on me. So
0: yeah, but Th- well, uh, maybe. <laughs>
1: I don't know what to say to that. There's nothing to say to that. I'm being silly. Um, I know. But yeah,
0: she does say that, um, you know, she says sorry about the whole ghosting on you thing. That kind of sucked. And he was like, oh, okay. I didn't think you'd have regrets. And she's like, oh, no, 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 I, I didn't have regrets. If I could do it over again, I would do the same thing. But there were prices to be paid, harm inflicted on you, and it was shitty for you. This is that kind of apology. And I just wanted to say I really felt her there. Like, I hate those situations where just someone's going to get hurt and there's nothing that you can do about it. And, like, all you can do is feel bad about it after, but something something bad was going to happen. And I think it took me a long time to realize that, like, most of these – that most common situation where this would happen in real life is like a breakup and it took me a long time to realize that it's like just better to hurt someone once and quickly and break up with them than to like drag it out because you don't want to cause that hurt and it ends up just being far worse in the end if 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 you were like a coward and trying to be nice and not hurt someone and yeah it's it's worse you did the bad thing
1: yeah you're in fact not being nice you're just trying to be nice um no i i like that you put it that way it uh it gave her more credit than my initial reading of it, which was that it was like the second shittiest form of apology. Yeah. Um, you know, no, no, I'll do it again. It sucked, but it, I'll do it again. That's the kind of sorry. And I'm like, oh, okay, so it's uh, like the second okay. shittiest kind of apology. The shittiest of course being, I'm sorry if your feelings were hurt. Um, yeah. And the first, shittiest- your feelings were hurt. <laughs> you know, that's, it's, it's all those keywords. Yeah. I'm sorry if yeah. you are offended. Um, Not that you were The second shittiest
0: one is that I'm sorry that
1: your feelings were hurt. So at least you're acknowledging that they were. Right. So yes, this would be the third. Um, The third (laughs) shittiest being sorry, not sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry (laughs) it happened, but uh, yeah.
1: I would do it a hundred times. Yeah. No, but I I really like the way that you put it. Um, And yes, I think that is the way that she meant it. And it explains how she's a good person and still did the thing. So um, yeah, I
0: think. Also, come to think of it, like I don't have a child, but I guess that's probably the sort of sorry that you would feel like if you were a a parent punishing a child. Like, I'm I'm going to hurt you now, and I'm sorry, and that sucks, but this needs to be done in order for there to be better outcomes for your life in the future. So I would do it anyway, but I'm still sorry. You just can't tell them that you're
1: sorry, you know? Right. There's a funny American dad where it's more explicit and absurd because it's, you know, American dad, but francine's parenting style is benevolent neglect like her daughter's like asking for advice and she's just ignoring her or like repeating what she's saying Mm -hmm. it's like well one of these days i'm not gonna be able to be there for her and i'll let her down so i might as well prep her for that by doing it constantly all the time (laughs) (laughs) shit oh my god
0: that's (laughs) fucked up
1: um all right so we've got uh you know it's funny because you know this is bizarro tiff right like I don't know how the DM made things close enough to where this was exactly like Earth's Tiff, but like she even smells the same and all that, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's so anyway. Like he is essentially talking to his Tiff, yeah. Like even, they even though have he's a man now and she's studying, you know, at the Doctor Strange School of Witchcraft and Wizardry,
0: yeah. And like, I mean, they even had their conversation about unicorns. It was just changed up for Arab to be a creature that's mythical in Arab,
1: right? And it sounded like penguin or penguin or something i think it, i think it was penguins
0: <laughs> i don't think it was penguins it might have been i mean that's true we don't know
1: we don't know all right maybe if i right click and say look up it is a thing but it spelled it's p-e-n-q-a-n-s penguins yeah I okay
0: right click it and look it up and
1: now i'm uh, curious because right. it's probably I a thing i bet it's nothing it changed it out for a different word thanks google all right hey proof i'm right when I mm-hmm. when I type it, when I type it into Google, it says showing results for penguins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very well, surgeon said
1: for penguins, pencans. So yes, it's penguins. I think. Okay, all right, penguins are Arabs. Google unicorns. has
0: spoken. I mean, I guess they got no Antarctica, so no penguins.
1: Hey, good point. Well, we got penguins elsewhere as well, but still, all right. You take the wheel. Except for I did put in my notes while i was reading i'm sure will have something to say on the maddie thing
2: ah
0: Um, okay cool so yeah so tiff regarding maddie uh she's saying like yeah it's actually not as big a deal as you thought it was um what is it i don't think it left as big an impact on her as you might think i mean better for her to think that it was a fling that you were trying to find comfort and it just didn't work implying that you know that is what she thinks at the time that it was a fling and it didn't work and this was, this was even worse than the God thing. Cause like the God thing at least was like just a minor world building detail. Whereas this, our, our Maddie conversations kept coming up and it kept rubbing on me. And I knew the whole time that Maddie didn't think it was a big deal. Right. And it tot- took it totally different from how June took it. Um, but so it felt like I was cheating the whole time <laughs> when I was having that argument with you. And the thing is like, you already know that I already felt that way. I already had this pre-existing opinion that sex isn't a dirty thing that ruins women. And uh, also that 15 year olds can often consent to it uh, because many 15 year olds are mature enough to consent to that sort of thing uh, with someone near their age or older, possibly. I don't know. Point is some 15 year olds could consent to it. And that isn't a thing that ruins you and makes you dirty. But like, the fact that I already knew ahead of time that she was going to be that way, I was like, am I, am I being a dick by, by playing Stephen for a fool or something? I'm not trying to, you know?
1: No, I can just disagree with uh, – no, first of all, you did great. Part of the fun of being in your chair is you have to pretend to not know the future, even when you know, the to- when the, even when you know that the future totally vindicates you. <laughs> like, right. you know, I, I can't remember anything – like, I can't remember any specific disagreements Brian and I had, but I'm sure Harry's not a normal child came up. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, no shit. He's 68. Like, you know, so <laughs> right. I, I don't, I don't get can't to say keep that. Saying that. Yeah. Uh, I don't, well, I don't even get to say that until the end. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's kind of like that. You just have to like, I don't know, defend it with the tools that you have available if you want to. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, one of these days we'll just have like a fun thing where we argue. Cause uh, I, I'll, well, I'm curious. You said that sex isn't a dirty thing that ruins women. Why, why women and not people or something kind of like you know pure maidens are a trope or whatever but like sex with young Uh, men is also like or at least should be frowned upon well let me rephrase that uh because i don't want to the fight necessarily to center on that point um uh it should be as as frowned upon as having you know sex with a 15 year old girl if it's a 15 year old boy right that's my if if that's my position i'll be consistent there
0: sure but it isn't if a 19 year old hot chick sleeps with a okay even if like a 30 year old hot teacher sleeps with a 15 year old he generally gets five fi- high fives but like if if an 18 19 year old hot girl slept with a 15 year old uh guy again he'd get high fives it's it, it it the the reason I said specifically women aren't ruined by sex is because that's what we are told in our society and we don't get the same message for men
1: I I think you're I think you're probably right I just wanted to clarify it's funny I was just reading about a case this week about like some guy who you know, because like you said, at the time, you know, statutory rape, if you're a guy is just like, hey, high five with your friends or you felt a little weird about it, depending on how young you were or whatever. But it was okay. a 14 year old who's 20 or 30 something year old teacher and him were having a sexual relationship. And uh, then he learns after he's in college that she had a kid and he owes oh, 10 years worth of, of back pay on child support and the courts are oh. garnishing his wages. And oh, so, damn. like, you know, this is. You know, I remember like during that episode we had on it where it's like, you know, what's the worst that can can happen? Like you have a bad evening or something like you regret it. It's like, well, or your life is fucked forever because you owe $60,000 in debt that you didn't know that you had. um, And you're 24. Uh, But, you know, that's that's, 10 years of child support is only 60,000. I'm I can't remember the figure. Uh, It's it relates to how much you earn. Right. Um,
0: Oh, right. And he probably wasn't making very much while he was mowing lawns at 15. Right
1: yeah okay yeah but uh and i i don't remember if it was 60k or not but it was like um i don't know it it's one of those things that you know if he was a fully saint adult, he would have considered that as a possible outcome but he didn't because he was a dumb kid and he was taken advantage of that's fine i'm gonna just stir the pot there a little bit maybe and leave that because i don't know if i actually believe that but i wanted to annoy you um okay here i'll annoy, i'll annoy you with the thing i had about maddie instead <laughs> and i this, this will annoy Tiff too, because for what it's
0: worth, I'm not annoyed. I think that's a really cool point, and someday we should talk about it.
1: We will, and I I appreciate that because I meant to ingest, and that good, we can disagree and have fun and get along with it. Um, yeah. But I, I am curious what Tiff's position actually is here. She's saying, you know, no, you know, she's actually a strong young woman. You know that you're not giving her enough credit. Uh, that said, better to let her think it was a fling. You know, and not let her, uh, you know, believe that like you know like let's let her think that like june kind of died and like this new god guy that you are is some kind of new person and i don't know i'm just thinking like if maddie was really the strong and resilient person that tiff is pretending that she is then she could handle the truth coming from the titanic god man who slays dragons and wouldn't need tiff to protect her from it you know what i mean yeah i'm not sure what the hell um Amaryllis is
0: talking oh not i'm not sure what the hell tiff is talking about like why would why would Maddie be harmed by knowing that June didn't die, that he was replaced by an Earth-June who's almost the same person? That that doesn't make sense to me either, because, like, Tiff is handling it just fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, she says better for her to think that Juniper was wholesale replaced. Um, like, I don't know, it just seems like, uh, you know, she's protecting her, but at the same time saying she doesn't need protecting.
0: Yeah, it, it is inconsistent definitely and and it is strange i'm not sure what she's protecting her from either maybe maybe one of our listeners will know and can tell us like either in a comment on the post or in the discord or something because i also do not get what the deal is here and and i agree like you you said that's she's saying she doesn't need to be to be protected and is protecting her so like what the hell
1: i think maybe it's like she's not as fragile as you think but let's not hit her with the whole truth you know like there i think there is a way to do that that only borders on inconsistent but isn't actually you know like um i don't know i'm trying to think of lies you tell to kids uh
0: okay like so she's not as as wimpy as you're thinking but she's still not like Brockhard diamond is
1: what you're right. saying Right. okay yeah, yeah there's probably some way to square that um, yeah. but i can't think of one right off so um <laughs> they they move on june says that uh hey can i tell you about the true nature of the universe and <laughs> she's like sure unless it's gonna melt my brain or something." No, no. What did she thought of that? <laughs> right. Well, you know, he wouldn't tell her if he thought it was going to do that, but no, no, it's not not like that. It's just not good Obsec to do it. It's just a so it's a bit of a burden on you in that way. And she's like, "Well, then maybe don't. But I am curious." Um, hmm. I mean, I wouldn't let a little Obsec burden get between me and a juicy fact either. So she's a proper ravenclaw. Um, mm. but isn't she going to forget all this? Isn't she on her lost year at the whatever time travel school?
2: Oh,
0: maybe? That's a good point. Huh. Like, I suppose you you can back out of that
1: whenever you want.
0: Well, and also, like, are they there for more than one year? Or is it just that one year
1: that they lose?
0: Like, maybe it's like they lose their their senior year or something?
1: The letter that she wrote him said that this is my lost year. Oh, my God. So,
0: this doesn't even matter.
1: Like, she's not going to remember any of it. Well, I'm assuming that when you sign up to take the lost year, or not elective class, but capstone course that you can probably drop out and start the clock again next semester. Yeah, but why would you do that? How well, many because months this months important shit lost? happened that you don't want to forget.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, I guess so.
1: Yeah, so I think that it, you know, it puts you behind in your whatever career as a revision mage, but it's like might be worth it if some bombshells like this happened, right?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I guess if you know, Jesus came and wanted to talk to me, then I would retake my senior year as well. Yeah. Especially if, you know, I knew him (laughs) back in the day.
1: Honestly, I'd probably relive large parts of my life for far less than a chance to talk with God. Uh, If I if I had to live the last twenty years again, but I was given a heads up on Bitcoin, um, I think I might be okay trudging through the last twenty years again. Well,
0: that's the thing, you don't get those twenty years back. You don't trudge through them again. Yeah, you You just just lose them. Uh-huh. It's like a year past and you're like you wake up the next day and you're like, Oh huh, okay. It's it's a year later. I guess I must have completed my course.
1: Man, that'd be so weird. Yeah. I uh, you know
0: It's basically being in a coma for a year, except, you know, from your point of view after it's done, it's like you were in a coma in a year, but you still have to live that whole year while you're living it. And you get so to you leave know notes everything for yourself you're doing something.
1: Oh, that would be neat. You know, it'd be kind of fun is you could like play all the video games and read all the books and then give yourself a skip list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, this one was a waste of time. Don't, don't worry about it. Um, yeah. Anyway, so he he lays it on her about you know the DM Uther and all that, and she says, you know, if you hadn't punched a dragon's eye out, I'd probably find that harder to believe. And yeah, I think that uh, she's that's actually a valid line of reasoning. I think you get credulity points for every dragon you kill, <laughs> like for every stupid, if- impossible thing you do, you get to be that unbelievable and still be believed. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, all if right. somebody was said they came from the future, but then they did some impossible thing, they I, they're slightly more believable.
1: Yeah, totally. It's like proving to someone near groundhog dang. Um, yeah, exactly. All right, so I got a I got a rant, and then I feel mm-hmm. like you only had like one other small thing in the chapter, so we'll have to find some room for you to for me not to do the last half hour of talking. But uh, okay, I will chime in when I can. But also, I'd love rants, so <laughs> go for it. All right. Well, I think that she is misunderstanding the situation with june going to go retrieve uther slash arthur from Mm. the tunnel so she says uh so he tells her we have reason to believe that uther's still alive and i'm gonna go after him and she says i don't know everything that you know i know you've been handed the keys to the kingdom literally you're a prince for fuck's sake but do you think that's something you should be doing and i don't understand where her objection could be coming from so like at you know she she tries to elaborate and she further confuses me. But. My first thought is like, why the hell wouldn't he? It's Uther Pendrag, and the world could use him. Plus, it's his buddy Arthur. It's your buddy Arthur. What's what's her deal? Hmm. I mean, she's
0: prob well,
1: thinking through this, she's
0: probably come to grips with the death of her friend and gotten closure to it. And she saw how badly June hadn't, how he destroyed his life and was on the edge of suicide. Uh And eventually got thrown in jail because of it. And now it looks like he's recovered somewhat, right? He's finally gotten some control over his life. And he's taking over the world and marrying a princess. And then like it looks to her like he's about to throw it all away again. Because it turns out he's not over uh, our friend dying after all. And he's going to go chasing this crazy conspiracy that George Washington slash Jesus, actually his best friend, that he destroyed his life over once. And he's about to do it again.
1: I found a map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Um,
0: <laughs> right, it leads me to my dead best friend. Yeah.
1: Okay, so that's that's where her argument's hinging on because she she goes like like you're saying or like you I think you steal man she she alludes to the fact it's like look I cared about him too she she says he was one of my best friends but when people die we try to work past it we remember them we mourn and uh, you know like. For me, I'm just like, yeah, those are all fine platitudes if he's actually dead, but he's not. And I think that if I understood you correctly, she just doesn't believe June. Like June has evidence to him that's satisfactory, but it might be yeah. um, influenced by his desire for this to be true, right? Yeah. And she's thinking, look, man, I think you might just be spiraling on like the same shit I saw you struggling with last year, but, uh, you know, what the hell do I know? You know, you said you got a quest for it. I don't even know what that means, right? Uh, yeah. So I think that might be it. She she doesn't pu- her behavior makes sense if she doesn't believe that Arthur slash Uther is alive. Yeah. And that's how I was reading it. Okay. Then I can, at least she makes, she's, at least she's coherent to me then. Cause she's like, well, all this talk about bringing Arthur back from the dead, even this convoluted way, alarm bells start going off in my head. And I'm like, who's bringing who back from the dead? He's, he's not dead. He's just over there. Like. <laughs> right? the, the circumstances changed. I'm no longer like mourning him. I'm 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 gonna go get him. Right. Well, the really weird thing from her point of
0: view is that her Arthur is dead. Like Arab Arthur is gone, and this is like Earth Arthur, who is almost the same person. But I don't know. Like, there's got to be some differences. That he apparently couldn't have ever watched the last unicorn on Arab. Um, and so. so so even if june gets his arthur back that's not her arthur and that's that's weird for her
1: it also isn't her june that's true yeah and she but she she cares about him or yeah, she she yeah. at least knows that she's talking to somebody who can give her an answer like the june that she knows would give i mean this june seems to have all of her june's memories and he
0: looks like her june except you know a foot taller and he <laughs> sounds like her june whereas arthur uh her arthur got buried and the arthur that june is talking about lived 500 years ago and is a 50 year old man named uther who's also the god emperor of of ancient man like that doesn't sound like her arthur
1: anymore you know yeah that's a good point that said at least there's there's an important guy that needs helping you know yeah but that's june's not doing it because it's the right thing to do he's doing it to save his buddy arthur you know yeah uh yeah i think it's It's slightly
0: different for her because for her, that was 500 years in the past. Whereas for June, that was a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah. And, you know, June wouldn't be this desperate to go fight Felstein and get this guy. If it was just like, well, you know, he was historically significant and I've got a quest for it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, no, Mm -hmm. this is, this is the mind of my friend. Um, I think that's, I I see where she's coming from. It's like, look, you're doing some of the same desperation leaps that you were doing before. Um, It's interesting, I think that he even asks if Arab June ever tried to bring Arab Arthur back from the dead, and Arab June never tried. And I guess maybe because they all assumed that bringing people back from the dead was impossible. Um, Mm -hmm. But in a world that's brimming with magic and exclusions, you know, you might at least try. Well, didn't
0: she say that? He tried literally everything that he could, and then June thinks, "Wow, Air June probably tried the exact same stuff that I tried with uh, Fenn, and the DM probably had a laugh seeing the same body do that same thing twice." You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah,
1: that's uh, it's funny and fucked up. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, maybe the DM killed Fenn to be like, "I wonder what happens when I kill this one's friend." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God what a dick oh look he stood there in shock for the exact same number of seconds that's funny (laughs) one two three Uh, four tears oh man this is nuts it's right down the list exactly (laughs) you know yep yeah i could see it nutter butters Mm -hmm. um so the only revelation we get is that she still had deep old feelings for him Mm -hmm. and uh i I hardly feel revelated
0: <laughs> and that he has some feelings for her as well, but uh he he has them buried and wants to keep them buried.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, I guess because he can't check wasn't... his own soul anymore, but I feel like you never get over somebody you loved, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you and that doesn't mean that you're you're forever hung up on it. It just means that, you know, like everything that hurts or everything that feels good, it's like that was there. It's gonna be a part of me forever. Yeah. And it's you know, the the bigness of how big it's gonna be part of me is, you know, a factor of time and focus or whatever but um it never like goes away
0: yeah no and i it's, agree it's not it's I, not a big revelation
1: yeah but i think that is you know at least worth reflecting on that it you know those sorts of things they, they never go away so that's, that shouldn't be the goal right Like, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, okay no this will be a thing and i'll just i'll carry that you know it feels like this is
0: very much the sort of like he is letting go of tiff the same way that he's Supposed to learn to let go of Arthur. The whole it—it's it, the same thing with like, yeah, like you were just saying. Whether it's it's a a death or a love, it's with you forever and it won't ever go away. But you move on with life anyway. And he's he's learning that now. And one of the ways he's learning it is by getting a a practice run of it with Tiff, so he can see it see it happening this way
1: too. I mean, he does physically let her go, and uh, yeah, you know, because she leaves the room, and so right, you know, so he. I, I guess I'm you had me at the first half, but you lost me with all that quitter talk at the end. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm not necessarily. Yeah, he, I I know. Uh, you know, maybe the moral of the story will be, you know, you, you can't hold on to the past. You can't you can't go back. You can't make things the way they used to be, or something, right? Um, I mean, if
0: nothing else, we know that he's like forty years older, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're not going to go to the movies or whatever, right? But yeah, I think there's just something, you know, like. When, when Hermione's brought back in mm-hmm. sense of rationality, you know, if it worked out to be such a way to where, like, she was ten years older, or he did it twenty years later, you know, the yeah. the goal of it wasn't necessarily so like we can be friends. It was that right. you get to have a life.
0: Yeah, no, that's true, and you're right that that goal is more important, and it is it is the reason to do this. So he should do it anyway. But also, if he had not yet figured out a way to let arthur go and was expecting to get find 17 year old arthur he would be totally crushed when he got there so he still has to in some way let arthur go even if he is going there to save his life and give him another chance to continue
1: on you know that's a good point you know he was only here for like a day before he learned that or before he suspected that some version of arthur might be here and then he gets full-on confirmation later well he's told there's confirmation um Mm. Oh, no, he, well, whatever. He gets more evidence and basically proof. Um, yeah. But yeah, on his first night, he learns of Uther Pendrag. And, uh you know, he was hardly over Arthur at the beginning of the story. And so yeah. now he's like, oh, great. I don't have to get over it. You know, I get to go find this guy. And yes, I know he won't be the same, but I'm not going to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. I sure hope it works out okay. I mean, I think that Arthur will be understandably pissed uh, <laughs> and probably blame June right? Yeah. Like, hey, man, this is clearly your handiwork.
2: Right? And June's going to be like, sorry, man, I'm as world. confused
1: as you are about this place. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But, you know, will, will Arthur buy that? You know, this place has spent the last 40 years, you know, kicking him in the balls. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, I don't know.
0: I, Possibly the last 500 years depending on how time flows in the long stairs. I'm really hoping it hasn't been a subjective 500
1: years for him. Yeah, me too. Just because if it is, then he's just going to be foaming at the mouth crazy. I mean,
0: maybe he's found other long-lived friends or something, but...
1: Oh, I assume, the, <laughs> I assume the stairs were just full of, you know, monsters and, and you know, things to fight, but... Well, maybe, at
0: least one human marine made it all the way down, right?
1: Maybe. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> and he
0: turned into fell seeds, so I guess not that sane.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's... Maybe it is full, a full 500-year journey, and that's why that guy went so crazy. Um, <laughs> cool. And he's like, all right, what am I going to do? You know, all right, cool. You know, thousand brides, flesh beasts. Let's do this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a possibility. I don't know, man, what a fuck you that would be, though. Um, mm-hmm. I need to go back and read the DM's exact words. Uh, I I think that he said something like it is him with his own mind or something. Um, but yeah, it's his own mind. Just if it's that still for 500 years, you know, in a fucking torture chamber, um, maybe it's that. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm as as we. I, I don't know how many chapters there are total, but as we wind in on the like end of the story, um, uh, it these these thoughts keep coming to mind, right? Yeah. So we're getting closer. Let's see. I already found it. Um, he's. Let's see. He's real. I know how much he meant to you. I'm not going to say that how that's possible, but you can draw your own conclusions if you decide that I'm not lying. And he's out there, somewhere, on Arab or one of the other planes. He spent most of his life on Arab. He's not going to be how you remembered him. You know that. That's not news. But the Arthur that came to Arab wasn't the Arthur that you... Or, wasn't just Arthur as he remembered him. He's the real deal. Arthur as he actually existed. The Dungeon Master had, finally, taken on a solemn tone. Yeah, nothing in there says that they'll find the real deal. It says the one that got here was actually the real deal. Well, there's not much to say. That was, uh... I think we're we're closing in, so we'll see how it shakes out. As per usual, there's only one way to do this, for time to move forward. Whether it's moving forward subjectively for Arthur or not, it is for us. So So we will move
0: forward into the next four chapters, 224 through 227. And those chapters are 224, we're here, we're dear, (laughs) get used to it. (laughs) 225, uh, run a nation, I guess? I think that's a mashup of two words. Uh, 226, Fires of My Heart, and 227, Homecoming,
1: Part 2. Well, well, we get to see how June meets with Bethel. I am stoked on whatever the deer business is going to be. He said that he had one last idea in one of these chapters, or something he hadn't tried yet. So, I don't know what that could be. Um, But, (laughs) we're here, we're deer. Oh, obviously. Dude. Hmm. The solution well, isn't to make the locust a uh, you know, nubile 18 year old girl is mm-hmm. to make all the rest of them deer. <laughs> it's going to
0: be awesome if that's what happens.
1: Get used to it. And that's the story.
0: <laughs> all right. This has turned into a furry story for the rest of the story. Everyone is deer.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know if it's furry if they're just deer. They're just.
2: They're- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah. yeah
1: i read a story called the lost years of merlin or a book series i think and it's either his sister or his friend or something at the end they like turn into deer to like run across the, apparently like the place is like the size of a small state because they can cross most of the continent in like a day if they're running at deer speed okay. anyway i'm just saying because they transformed into deer it doesn't make that a furry story you know they were <laughs> all right de- fair they were just deer because it's a little faster okay all right <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> we're here where deer get used to it well i can't wait So um gotta say thank you alexander and we missed a week so yeah thanks for everybody for your patience uh crazy week for inyash new place new move i had a busy week as well um and uh you know it worked out i don't know we made it a year plus not missing an episode i think that's fine so yeah yeah good we did have that one week where i was on vacation oh right well one every but only you know six months on average is fine yes
0: and also only one that was not a a planned skip that's right and
1: probably the only one so yeah
0: all right well uh we as always you can uh donate to us on our patreon and uh also listen to what me and steven had to say about the multiverse of madness uh if you want to do that even just for one month you can download all the back stuff that's linked in the show notes also the link to alexander wales's patreon is there as well as the um amazon and audible versions of
1: worth the candle that you can buy that's right Thanks again to everybody and to Alexander Wales for making this game for us to play. Excellent. Thank you, Stephen, and I'll see you next week. Thanks, buddy. See ya.